stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. I don't think he felt anything after the Hello and welcome back. We are Breaking Up With RBS. This is episode number 51. We keep creeping up and I am Tawny Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. And uh, yeah, we do keep creeping up. I know. Better than creeping out. Probably. <laughs> Here to debunk <laughs> the junk. <laughs> I, I, I really don't rehearse what, what's going to come out of my mouth with all this kind of thing. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. trying to stay no. as a... Trying to stay as present as possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, good to see you. Uh, and see you too. yeah, and thanks for thanks to all of you for listening. If you're listening live, thank you so much for doing so. Thank you for subscribing to it as a podcast, leaving a review. We appreciate that. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, here we are. And we're not both wearing black because we're in mourning or anything like that. It's no, just accidental, coincidental, kind of how it whatever. Out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, Tawny, how how has the week been? What do you want to talk about today? We talked last week about getting into the body and the. Mm-hmm. The importance of that and coming from a space, uh, how did you put it? From a whole space. A whole space. Yeah. Yeah. True resiliency is from the whole space. The whole space, not from yeah. just the mind space, from the mm-hmm. whole body space. And so Absolutely. that was, uh, I always enjoy those conversations when, mm-hmm. when they come up or when we have them, because it's always just a good reminder of what's become more and more fundamental to me that, mm-hmm. that the more often I can remember to go back yeah. and stay in that space, the better off I am. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. so what do you feel like going, where do you feel like going this week? You know, uh, one listener keeps asking me to talk more about being in line with values and how that is, uh, how and why okay. that is important for us. Ties so connects I thought, right back to that, okay. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Did this listener have any specific things about values other than just wanting to know more about it? Yeah, or? just really wanted us to expand a little bit. We had done a couple of shows way back when. Maybe six months ago or so, where we were sort of talking about. I know we're so old. So old. Um, where we were talking about values and and um, being able to understand and be in line with our values, especially in times yeah. of stress, but certainly always. And um, and and uh, she really wanted to to hear more about that. Okay. So okay. well, yeah. what comes up for me as a starting point, maybe as a starting point, is uh, relatively recently somebody asked me. So I was catching up with somebody I hadn't talked to in a while. They were asking how, how are things. And I, I just kind of said, I said, you know, I'm not doing anything that I don't really enjoy. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot going on and I have stresses. But, I'm, but they're all from things that I really enjoy. And the people that are in my life are people I enjoy. <laughs> you know, I don't have anybody that I'm just tolerating, right, <laughs> or just dealing mm-hmm. with. And I realized not too long after that, and when I asked myself why, again, from that whole space, mm-hmm. it's because all the things that I'm doing and approaching and the reason why I'm doing them are all aligned with the most important values that I have. Mm-hmm. And I know what those are. Yep. And so, there, and I guess why I've been able to sustain that over a while is because when you know what your values are, you kind of know when things come at you, whether that's something you want to pick up or not, or is it time to maybe jettison something that is no longer working? Because those can change, mm-hmm. right? And it does, I do feel like I've got a little bit more of a, toolkit or I got a little more of, you know, some good muscle memory yep. on these things now. And I guess that's sort of what we're, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what we're talking about, right? Right. You know, I, as you were talking, I remembered talking to someone else a few weeks ago 
And, um, you know, sort of, you know, just feeling sort of discombobulated, not myself, but this other person I was talking to, feeling discombobulated, sort of like, ugh, uh, kind of crunchy and not really feeling like she was enjoying um, more, you know, more of the day to day. And and through conversation, we realized, well, she really wasn't utilizing creativity. She had kind of gone on automatic pilot and um, creativity is really, it's really important for all of us. And, but certainly she was identifying that's really important for her in her life. And so she would do things that would sort of maybe be somewhat creative, like keep a clean kitchen and reorganize the kitchen or, you know, things like that. So she was trying to sprinkle those into her day unknowingly, but, but she really wasn't realizing that maybe we could expand that out a little bit. Maybe we could get a little more creative about being more creative and without it having to be something that she has to produce. Oh, sure. Right, because I think sure. oftentimes, if we're going to talk about creativity, and that is something we value, and we want to be in more in line with that, we oftentimes think we need to produce something mm-hmm. that is going to be appealing to somebody else, maybe, mm-hmm. in some way or another. And 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 we don't need that. That, that. I think that's another stumbling block to the whole process. Right. If we have to have that as part of the part of the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, so as she opened up and allowed herself to be a little more creative about how she could be more creative in her life, it was sort of like an aha. She felt it in her body. Oh, right? yeah. That's the thing about values is when we are connected to them, in we, we feel it in our body. That's a great like signal mm-hmm. about that one, that one in particular being important to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in that case, the value that she has is creativity. This is an important value. It's up It's up high in her list. And because she wasn't really engaging with that in ways that were kind of helping her connect with that, she's feeling lack. Yes. And okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So then that, that raises the big question is how do we know, like, what values are we talking about, right? And, we're, and we've, t- we've done episodes on this before, and it's how would you describe the, the how, when we're talking about values in this context? Because it's not necessarily what we think of when we hear in, all this stuff in social media about what our values are. It's a little different, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, that that's where the words, the way we start to dissect the words, right? We're certainly not talking about morals or um, things like that. We're, we're talking about sort of like um, ways in which we can express ourselves mm-hmm. and engage in life um, from a place that matters to us. So I think we've talked about courage and bravery before. Yeah. Certainly compassion and love and kindness. Kindness. Um, yeah. Even self-regulation mm-hmm. can be a value. Um, mm-hmm. um, organ, you know, being organized could be a value yeah. if, if that was something that was important. Um, being able to, uh, you know, cre- have some spirituality in our lives could be mm-hmm. a value. Um, all, all sorts of things that 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 tell us something about ourselves that we want to put into action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could be a value right right and it's something it is it's usually things that aren't dependent on somebody else to letting us know whether we're doing that or not right okay. so like for example I strive I strive hard to be reliable mm-hmm. that's something that's important to me I've sometimes I cannot be you know I'll say I'm going to do this by this point and I don't always right and I've worked I've been working hard to be more reliable but is would that be something as a value? Would reliable be a value if really I'm defining it by how well am I showing up to do this for this person or anything like that? Or is it more for me that makes it a value if I feel like reliability 
I don't know if that's a good example, but that's one that comes up. I think certainly reliability could be important to you. Mm -hmm. And so you're deciding to hold yourself accountable to put that in action. I see. If if you're doing that because of an external motivation, like, and I don't know, this is like pleasing another person. Okay, sure. Then it might get a little goofy. Because then somebody else is, okay. Because then what if, right, right, (laughs) but, but if, right, I know a lot of times we get confused by this, like, well, you know, this is the appropriate way of being and this pleases another person. So I need to be this way. Right. And then what if it doesn't please another person? What happens to us when it doesn't please another person? And that's good information for us. So if reliability is just important to you, you show up, you continue to do it. I don't care if somebody's happy with me or not. Or if it meets somebody else's need or not, that's just important for me to do. Yeah. Then that's probably one of those values that mm-hmm. you probably want to keep at. Yeah. Yeah. Keep at. And that, and you know, that fits in with other ones, you know, other values as well. And the big ones for me, creativity is a big one for me as well. Kindness, mm-hmm. um, compassion, you know, and I think with compassion comes a, a dropping of judgment, you sure. know, uh, that's, I sort of see the two as the same. Uh, Courage, I guess, uh, is in there. Uh, calm. Uh, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of other ones. There's plenty of, there's mm-hmm. so many, right? Um, a- absolutely, and there's a lot of different sort of assessments out there that one could do to kind sure. of look up terms and and um, fun. Fun is play fun. is play. Yeah. Um, you know, making things beautiful might be. Like, oh yeah, I-, I love flowers and colors. And that mm-hmm. certainly could fall under creativity, but I'm finding myself putting more and more and more flowers on the deck. Uh, at some point, there <laughs> might not be space for people to come visit, but we'll see. Um, but, you know, so maybe I go a little overboard with that. But but certainly um, there can be uh, wisdom, I think, is one of the ones. I, oh, yeah. I, I like to engage in, yeah. you know, reflecting and, yeah, and, and um, looking at things in particular ways mm-hmm. that allow for wisdom to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but, but when we, we know our values, when we feel them in the body, not just a, I'm supposed to be this way yes. in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not too long ago, I was, I was making dinner, uh, for my family and I was, I was just kind of throwing stuff together. Like I knew where I wanted to go, but I, I had some ideas of what I wanted to do differently. And, and they were kind of chuckling about it. And, uh, one of, one of my family members says, wow, you, you really do like to cook. And I, that's true. I do. But I realized in that moment what I enjoy about it is the creativity and the process of making something. And I wonder how this is going to taste or I wonder how this is going to go. There's something about that that I thoroughly enjoy. If somebody wanted me to cook all afternoon to produce something, I would do it just to see what I could do. Now, it might come out differently or I might go, ooh, what if I threw this in there? And it might not work. I've had a number of experiences where I cook something and I start laughing because I'm like, okay, note to self, do not put that into this in the future. But the process, mm-hmm. to me, I really connect with that. And that's something that I'd, I'm not sure necessarily, that's, there's a result, you're creating a meal. But at the same time, for me, the process of engaging in something that feels like I'm doing this for me and it's healthy because I create, I make healthy food most of the time. Mm-hmm. That part feels good. Whether or not the actual experimentation works or not is is kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so in for that example, if you were only cooking, if you had to rely on other people to 
cook for. Like you said, like I, I wouldn't cook for myself this way. I would only wait for other people to be around to cook. I see. Yeah, I cook for myself that way. Right. Then you might be missing out Mm -hmm. on something that would be really valuable for you to engage in regardless Mm -hmm. of what others, what's happening for other people. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And the other part of it that I enjoy is that when I'm cooking on my own for myself, I always turn on Motown Mm -hmm. and I love to move around and dance. There's just something about that. feels good. Right. And, and I used to think that was kind of weird. I didn't share that with people. For the longest time because I thought people would think that was weird. Again, external, right? But I've learned to embrace it. And it's it's kind of nice and it kind of fits with the other things that I want to do, that I like to do, strangely enough. Yeah. So what gets in the way of this, do you think? Like the, the you know, you have a listener asking about it. And, you know, we've had other listeners ask us about it. Other people ask us. So what gets in the way of us understanding what these are or naming them pulling them together in a way that benefits us? Well, we certainly haven't been conditioned to know these things about ourselves. It's true. We've been conditioned to know the things that are appropriate externally or the things that we're supposed to be doing Mm. at the different stages and phases of life. Expectations. Right. Yeah, expectations and, and, and again, being in our heads. Right. Again, we've been conditioned to do it this way. Four-year-olds go to school now, right? Mm-hmm. Pre-K mm-hmm. to start the learning process. And then they go to karate. Right. Oh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, something. sometimes or not, right? But, but the, so, the, so the play part mm. of our lives gets saying. taken away. The free play part of our lives gets taken away pretty early yeah. in our lives. Mm. And we're not doing anything to change that. Doesn't seem it like doesn't it. look like right doesn't now. Seem I like mean, well, we could talk about a lot of structured play. Oh no, we've got karate. Okay, that's not free learning play. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where we're we're really good at this structured thing. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to go to karate now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, part of us learning about ourselves is having that time to experience and figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to create. And to explore and to run headlong into things we don't like. <laughs> and we just don't it's live true. our lives this way from a very early age. And unfortunately, technology and social media isn't helping this. It isn't. It's either. it's suddenly as if, you know, everything becomes competitive, right? You know, it's it's amazing to me that, you know, getting into daycare facilities is now a competitive enterprise, right? You have to apply for these things. Or then you have to interview the, you know, the places that you want to go. Like, is my child going to do this or do that? And, you know, and parents thinking, you know, asking questions about elementary school curriculum, is this going to prepare them for university? (laughs) You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I was just talking with my sister the other day. We were laughing hysterically about remembering all the old playground equipment when we were kids. We played outside all the time. And like the red, you know, the metal slides that got red hot in the summer and then the metal, you know, uh, merry-go-rounds that split kids' head open all the time and just, you know, but we were outside all the time. I mean, my parents just said, yeah, you guys were always out running mm-hmm. around. Yep. Exactly that. That's and stupid. and for me, what's so exciting, what I, I'm so appreciative of that, there's so many things I could say, but I know what it feels like to reconnect with that spirit because I did it once before. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of the, the Motown thing, mm-hmm. dance mode feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that all our our lifestyle gets in the way of that. It does, right? 
So as we get more experiences in the body, as we start to maybe hopefully reprioritize what all the goodness that's there, mm-hmm. right? We start working with it, like you said, sort of up the ladder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Then, then maybe we also, that helps us sort of reconnect with what mm-hmm. we value because mm-hmm. we feel it in our body. Living from that headspace, we don't get any clues from our body. So how do we even know what we value Mm -hmm. except for what we're supposed to because that makes us a good person? We're supposed to make sure people are happy with us. That makes us a good person. We're supposed to do all the right things. That makes us a good person. We're supposed, right? Like, and then we get critical and defensive and exhausted and we're not even doing all the right things anymore anyway. Right. Right. And then we're beating ourselves up and everybody else for it too. Exactly. And we're getting further and further away from the very thing we've been wanting in the first place mm-hmm. and doing all that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and for me, there's there's those times of where I feel off, you know, if I get into my body, it's amazing how quickly I get a better sense of not only where I'm at, but then suddenly what I need to do next, what would be most helpful I'll do. You know, and it might be something that I wouldn't have thought of from a mind space. Sometimes it's something as simple as getting up and going outside. Mm-hmm. About five minutes, 10 minutes of fresh air will go a long way for me or, or because it's summertime, sunlight, <laughs> getting some sunlight. Yes, you know? yes. Sometimes it's that. Other times it's just simply recognizing that, yep, I've been in my head. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm in a head space. Let me just not stay there. Right? Let me sit in the body space for a while. And it's amazing what happens. The, the, the body is such, it's not even an ally. It's an integral part right. of this when we engage with it. And it'll, it tells us all the time that it's available, <laughs> you know, by when we're, you know, stressed and all those kinds of things. It's talking to us all the time. All the time. And we don't listen and we don't listen until something really major happens mm-hmm. with our physical body because yeah. that is what will happen if we continue to ignore. Mm-hmm. We will get hit over the head <laughs> more often and with a harder, like, mallet or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we ignore the softer ones. That's true. That come first. That's true. Because at some point, you know, the body just says enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And it gets your attention one way or the other. Yeah. You know, and, you know, migraines, illness, fatigue, mm-hmm. right? Loss of appetite, huge increase in appetite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and then we, then but then we think we're something, you know, but so often then when that happens, we go back to the mind space of, oh, okay, well, I need to push through this or make this change or, or whatever. And again, the cycle gets, you know, gets missed to get back into the body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the answer just needs to get back in the body and experience what's there. Or even for the first time, right? I think yeah. that when, and, and what we immediately do when that happens for the body in terms of like we're, you know, really feeling it in the body, we say, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I used to be just, I used to be able to do all of this. I used to, how do I get back to where I used to, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, Okay, body, talk to me. Yeah. What, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Right? Like really starting to connect. Okay. What, what do we, you know, what, what does it feel? What do we want to do right now? Like mm-hmm. you said go outside, just to be outside for 10 minutes or go for a 10-minute walk. I don't know how many people tell me I don't have time for that. <laughs> you don't have time to get outside for 10 minutes? I'm going to call BS on that. Absolutely. And I do. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure you do. Because because what people miss in that, and I used to do that too, is the assumption that you already know how it is best to use your time and in what way from your mind space without recognizing that by taking 10 minutes outside, you might actually 
you know, unkink the log jam, if you will. I realize I'm mixing my metaphors, but you know what I mean. Um, and feel better, be more productive, whatever it is that's, you know, you think is wrong. You can actually less is more if you take a little bit of time, you know, for those types of things. Sometimes for me, it's, um, I've had awareness too. It's like, you know, I've been feeling this way, this way, this way. Are you hungry? Yeah, I might be hungry. But then I also know sometimes, oh, you know what? I'm a little low in this area. I'm going to cook this. Mm-hmm. My body can tell me that. My body can tell me what I'm lacking. That's the amazing thing, mm-hmm. right? If we just learn how to listen mm-hmm. and then I can act on it. And it's so, and it's, what's remarkable is when from that space, it's so easy to just stand up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get in my own way very often. Yeah. Well, nothing to be confused about if you're paying attention. Right. Right. It's very confusing <laughs> when we're not paying attention. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together without the actual pieces. Just like a fork and a spoon and, I don't know, something else trying to put together. Well, they don't, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're paying attention to the wrong things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is pretty simple when we're paying attention internally sure. and, and, and connected to our body. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, this, it, it's so important. I don't remember how in this process, like where, where all the values began to align. It just kind of a, all came together again in that comment I made. Mm-hmm. Is there, do you have, do you recommend a starting point for anybody when they when you start talking about values, do you recommend anything as far as a way to, yes, are there questions you ask to get people thinking about what their values really are? Um, I think that there's a lot of ways people can have access to this. There, there's a lot. You, could, you can even do some value assessments online really mm-hmm. easy. Um, and I've done it a lot of different ways. You know, back in the olden days, I actually had cards. Oh, and yeah. And we would, you know, we'd meet face-to-face back in the olden days. And <laughs> we would, days. you know, go through the card deck, right? And they would... People would put it in like an important category, a somewhat important, and a like not important. Yeah, right? So we'd start to flush things through. And then we'd identify maybe the top five or ten out of this most important. And we would say, okay, so keep these values in mind this week as you go through your life. And when you're struggling to make a decision or when you feel like you've got to do the, go back to these values. Be in line with your, forget the rest. Be in line with these values for right now. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Mm-hmm. It is so much simpler, right? Because we're aware of our sort of map that we've created for ourselves. Nobody else has put this together for us. I don't put it together. Yeah, right. Right? And so, so go out and engage and explore the world from this state, right? And it's different. It's, it's very different when we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we would work with that. But there's a lot of other things. You know, you could even uh, Google like values. Come up with a list. Do the whole thing yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And especially in times of stress then, okay, one of my top values was courage. Mm-hmm. I am, here's my situation right now. Mm-hmm. How do I get through this with the greatest amount of courage? Yeah. Right. And allow that courage to sort of start to mm-hmm. be cultivated. Mm-hmm. Right. Or or bravery or compassion or kindness or connection or wisdom or self-regulation. Yeah. Right. And start to come from a come from that space with awareness. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're not scattered all over the place and. Yeah. And reactive. Right. It, it's responsive. 
instead of reactive. With awareness. With awareness, yeah. Yeah, I, I run into this sometimes in, in meetings, you know, in, in work meetings where uh, oftentimes, if it, particularly if it's a difficult discussion, you know, we have pretty open discussions. And, and I remember my values of both self-regulation, which is one, thank you for reminding me, and kindness. So how am I going to show up in this? You know, depending on how I'm feeling, am I irritated? Am I frustrated? Am I, do I feel myself wanting to disconnect? Well, that's any of those to act on those is not really self-regulation. I want to be kind, you know, and keeping those things in mind, I can be kind and yet also not be walked all over, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) You know, standing firm in those things. It is so helpful to be aware of those things when those things come up, because it's, it's something that I used to feel just assaulted from whatever was going to happen, right? In a situation like that, just something came at me. And then I'm just responding around my conditioning, yep. not around my choices. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's the big difference. Well, that is what we do yeah. because we're being conditioned to deal with life in a particular way until we really start to dig in and start to reconnect with ourselves mm-hmm. and experience life from a completely different state. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know what our choices are. Yeah. We just think we're supposed to supposed to do all the things in this mm-hmm. particular way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not happy about it. No. Oftentimes. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why we're reactive. Because <laughs> we feel we have to do it. And we're not, we're not recognizing where, that, that's another thing we say all the time, that we have choice. Mm-hmm. All over, everywhere, a lot of the time. Maybe not around things that might happen to us, but in how to respond. Always. Reactive response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. I, and, uh, you know, I, I do remember when we did this, you know, how revealing that really was. So I, I really can't stress enough how really good it would be to even just, like you said, go on Google and yeah, pick and 20 and go. Totally. And the other thing, too, is that as we shift through our stages in, of development and different times of our life, we might reprioritize some of these values that yes. are important to us, too. So that's an important thing. It's not this static thing like, oh, I had this value two years ago. What's wrong with me now? Well, maybe there's just a shift that's happening yeah. for you. Yeah. And you want to pay a little bit more attention to this yep. as opposed to this other one that you just spent the last two years really focused on. Right. Some of them might have moved up in priority, right? Some moved down. So mm-hmm. that was good stuff. Sure, I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. Absolutely. I'm sure. Awesome. Well, hopefully that was helpful for all of you out there listening to that. Um, and certainly it is definitely worth doing, taking a look at our values. So. Thanks for that, Tawny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remember, you can sign up for Tawny's uh, six-week self-mastery course where you can start applying all these to yourself in your own context by going to unperfectyourself.com mm-hmm. and you communicate with Tawny directly there. You can also communicate with us at the Breaking Up With Our BS uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can join that group and get content in between and interact with us there. And of course, you can pick this uh, po- up as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. So until next time which is next week. Mm-hmm. I'm JDK Winnegan. <laughs> and I'm Tani Santabria. Thanks for sticking around. See you next time. Stop it now. I need it. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that guy? Yeah. I'm in my group.